Today is the 24th day of July. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to be here with you around the global campfire as we just come in, as we do each day. Different points of the day, the fire's always burning. There's always someone here. There's never a time that we're not together with somebody else listening to the scriptures. And uh, we just release whatever's going on and let God begin to speak. Allow the word of God to wash over us. So that's what we'll do. That's what we do every day. We're reading from the English Standard Version this week. Today, 2 Chronicles 11, 12, and 13. And of course, in the book of 2 Chronicles, we're, we're kind of reviewing some of the things that we read in 2 Kings. So we have completed King Solomon's reign and uh, Rehoboam his son has become king and of course that that has caused division and we're in the midst of seeing the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern king of Judah begin to form so second chronicles 11 when Rehoboam came to Jerusalem He assembled the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 chosen warriors to fight against Israel to restore the kingdom to Rehoboam. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God. Say to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all Israel in Judah and Benjamin, thus says the Lord, you shall not go up or fight against your relatives. Return every man to his home, for this thing is from me. So they listened to the word of the Lord and returned and did not go against Jeroboam. Rehoboam lived in Jerusalem, and he built cities for defense in Judah. He built Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Betzur, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Marashah, Ziph, Adoraim, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Aijalon, and Hebron, fortified cities that are in Judah and in Benjamin. He made the fortresses strong and put commanders in them and stores of food, oil, and wine. And he put shields and spears in all the cities and made them very strong. So he held Judah and Benjamin. And the priests and the Levites who were in all Israel presented themselves to him from all places where they lived. For the Levites left their common lands and their holdings and came to Judah and Jerusalem, because Jeroboam and his sons cast them out from serving as priests of the Lord. And he appointed his own priests for the high places and for the goat idols and for the calves that he had made. And those who had set their hearts to seek the Lord God of Israel came after them from all the tribes of Israel to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord, the God of their fathers. They strengthened the kingdom of Judah, and for three years they made Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, secure. For they walked for three years in the way of David and Solomon. Rehoboam took as wife Mahalath, the daughter of Jeremoth, the son of David, and of Abihail, the daughter of Eliab, the son of Jesse. And she bore him sons, Jush 
Shemariah and Zaim. After her, he took Maaka, the daughter of Absalom, who bore him Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shelomith. Rehoboam loved Maaka, the daughter of Absalom, above all his wives and concubines. He took 18 wives and 60 concubines, and fathered 28 sons and 60 daughters. And Rehoboam appointed Abijah, the son of Maaka, as chief prince among his brothers, for he intended to make him king. And he dealt wisely and distributed some of his sons through all the districts of Judah and Benjamin in all the fortified cities. And he gave them abundant provisions and procured wives for them. When the rule of Rehoboam was established and he was strong, he abandoned the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, because they had been unfaithful to the Lord, Shishak, king of Egypt, came against Jerusalem with 1,200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen. And the people were without number who came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukim, and Ethiopians. And he took the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and to the princes of Judah who had gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak and said to them, Thus says the Lord, You abandoned me, so I have abandoned you to the hand of Shishak. Then the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. When the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance, and my wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Nevertheless, they shall be servants to him, that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. He took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took away everything. He also took away the shields of gold that Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made in their place shields of bronze and committed them to the hands of the officers of the guard who kept the door of the king's house. And as often as the king went into the house of the Lord, the guard came and carried them and brought them back to the guard room. And when he humbled himself, the wrath of the Lord turned from him, so as not to make a complete destruction. Moreover, conditions were good in Judah. So King Rehoboam grew strong in Jerusalem and reigned. Rehoboam was forty-one years old when he began to reign, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city that the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Naamah, the Ammonite, and he did evil, for he did not set his heart to seek the Lord. Now the acts of Rehoboam from first to last, are they not written in the chronicles of Shemaiah the prophet and of Edo the seer? There were continual wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David 
and Abijah, his son, reigned in his place. In the eighteenth year of King Jeroboam, Abijah began to reign over Judah. He reigned for three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriah of Gibeah. Now there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah went out to battle having an army of valiant men of war, 400,000 chosen men. And Jeroboam drew up his line of battle against him with 800,000 chosen mighty warriors. Then Abijah stood up on Mount Zemaraim, that is in the hill country of Ephraim, and said, Hear me, O Jeroboam, and all Israel. Ought you not to know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingship over Israel forever to David and his sons by a covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam the son of Nebat, a servant of Solomon the son of David, rose up and rebelled against his Lord, and certain worthless scoundrels gathered around him and defied Rehoboam the son of Solomon when Rehoboam was young and irresolute and could not withstand them. And now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord in the hand of the sons of David, because you are a great multitude and have with you the golden calves that Jeroboam made you for gods. Have you not driven out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron and the Levites, and made priests for yourselves like the peoples of other lands? Whoever comes for ordination with a young bull or seven rams becomes a priest of what are not gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. We have priests ministering to the Lord who are sons of Aaron and Levites for their service. They offer to the Lord every morning and every evening burnt offerings and incense of sweet spices, set out the showbread on the table of pure gold, and care for the golden lampstand that its lamps may burn every evening. For we keep the charge of the Lord our God, but you have forsaken him. Behold, God is with us at our head and his priests with their battle trumpets to sound the call to battle against you, O sons of Israel. Do not fight against the Lord, the God of your fathers, for you cannot succeed. Jeroboam had sent an ambush around to come upon them from behind. Thus his troops were in front of Judah, and the ambush was behind them. And when Judah looked, Behold, the battle was in front of and behind them. And they cried to the Lord, and the priests blew the trumpets. Then the men of Judah raised the battle shout. And when the men of Judah shouted, God defeated Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. The men of Israel fled before Judah, and God gave them into their hand. Abijah and his people struck them with great force. So there fell slain of Israel 500,000 chosen men. Thus the men of Israel were subdued at that time, and the men of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord 
the God of their fathers. And Abijah pursued Jeroboam and took cities from him, Bethel with its villages, and Jeshanah with its villages, and Ephron with its villages. Jeroboam did not recover his power in the days of Abijah, and the Lord struck him down, and he died. But Abijah grew mighty, and he took fourteen wives and had twenty-two sons and sixteen daughters. The rest of the acts of Abijah, his ways and his sayings, are written in the story of the prophet Edo. Romans 8, 26-39 Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long, we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Psalm 18, 
I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and did not turn back till they were consumed. I thrust them through so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the people. You made me the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners came cringing to me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation. For the God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, who rescued me from my enemies, yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king, and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. Proverbs 19, 27-29 Cease to hear instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A worthless witness mocks at justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Condemnation is ready for scoffers, and beating for the backs of fools. Okay, so in Romans, uh, Paul continued to reveal the implications of, uh, of what he's been arguing throughout the entire letter, right? And so yesterday we reached this like panorama that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And we just kind of hung there and hopefully you're still like kind of hanging there just considering the implications to your own life, but Paul then explained more cosmic implications of this today. He explained that Jesus was the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And this was accomplished because he was raised from the dead, right? Or he was reborn into life from the dead. And so essentially what Paul is saying is that Jesus' resurrection started a completely new thing on planet Earth, one that hadn't been seen since the Garden of Eden. And th this new thing was that God and man were reunited. We're not separated by sin anymore, but we've been reborn out of death into the family of God where sin doesn't have a claim to our soul. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. 
And so if we're believers in Jesus, then Paul's talking about us in the Bible today. And uh, again, we could just stop there and just, I mean, Romans is one of those, it's very dense. You could just, you know, read a chapter of Romans and then think about it for a week. And this is, these are obviously very, very big, very, very good things. This is very, very good news. Almost indescribable, right? Even Paul says that. What then shall we say to these things? And his conclusion is very famous. God is for us. Who can be against us? Now, obviously, that's a very famous passage of Scripture that gets quoted all the time. But that's not the only thing Paul's saying. Paul goes on, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life Angels are rulers. Things present, things to come, right? So things that are happening now, things that are in the future. No power, no height, no depth. Nothing. Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I... I mean, get to some of these passages in the scriptures and I don't know what to say because it's just like, doesn't your heart just burn when you hear this? When we are reminded of our reality? I mean, obviously, the things that we face in life, they, they wear us down and, and often pull us into doubt about whether God has a good heart toward us. And then we come to the book of Romans and, and realize... God has decided to live within us and dwell us by the power of his spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And here we are running away rather than running inward, running toward. It's like Paul said at the beginning of this letter, I'm doing the things I don't want to do and the things that I want to do are the things that I'm not wanting to do, which simply reveals that we are yielding to sin something that has no claim to us whatsoever because we have died to it and been reborn into the family of God, separated from sin. Think of it this way. We know how the gospel goes. There's a chasm, right? There's a chasm of sin. God's on one side, man's on the other side. There's no way to bridge that gap. There's no way to be reunited. And Jesus comes and builds this bridge. That's sort of gospel 101. However, we're on the other side of the bridge now. It would be just as hard for sin to have a claim to us than it was for us to get across that bridge to God. It's not possible unless we build the bridge. Holy, and then you insert whatever word you want. Or maybe we just stop with holy. And Father, this is holy. To think that the struggles that we keep struggling with, 
really actually honestly do not have to be a part of our life. We just give them power, we animate them, we resurrect them. It's very humbling. And yet, that's not why we come here every day. We don't come here every day to find out about our sin. We come here every day to find out about who we really are and how to live that out in this life. And the book of Romans is showing us clear pathways of a reality that we embrace through faith. And yet we confess that we spend most of our energy in any other number of different realities than this one. When this one is the only one that matters. This is the only path that will lead us to life. So come Holy Spirit, allow what we have read from the Apostle Paul today to settle in and settle over us. Help us to meditate upon it and get it deep inside of us so that it is no longer a concept, but rather our reality. Come, Jesus, we pray. In your mighty name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's uh, where you find out what's going on around here and uh, how you stay connected in any number of ways that we're trying to stay connected as well. So in the community section at DailyAudioBible.com, you can find all the different links to the different social media channels that belong to the Daily Audio Bible. It's a good way to stay connected. Stay connected with updates, etc., etc. So uh, check that out. Uh, the Daily Audio Bible Family Reunion for 2019 is coming up here pretty quickly. And uh, so you are so invited, so invited here to the rolling hills of Tennessee, uh, where we're going to have a great time. We've got this uh, camp kind of locked down out on the lake for us. And it's uh, shaping up to be a fantastic time together. Uh, we're getting excited about it as the, the weeks draw us closer and closer to that time. So come, come if you can. We'd love for you to be there. As I've uh, mentioned a couple times in the past, we're, uh, we're not planning. Uh, we're actually kind of cutting some things off of our calendar for the next year. And this is one of those things. So we won't be having a family reunion in two, 2020 or a more gathering in 2020. Uh, we feel very, very much invited by God, not only to rest, but actually there's plenty, plenty, plenty of work to do. And uh, we're excited to dive into that. So really looking forward to the family reunion this year because it gives us this chance uh, to, to, see, to see each other's faces, to talk to each other, to, to be together as a community. And so uh, hopefully you can come over Labor Day weekend. August 31st through September 2nd here in the Nashville area, which is definitely a destination place right now. Nashville is a, a wonderful city and there's plenty to do. So come, come, come one, come all. You can get all the details about the family reunion at dailyaudiobible.com. Uh, in the initiatives section, just look for family reunion 2019. If you're using the app and you want to look for that, click the drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner and you'll see the initiatives uh, uh, button. 
and you'll see it there. So all the details are available, and uh, we hope to see you there. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link that lives on the homepage. And I can't thank you possibly enough for your partnership. We, none of us would be here if we weren't in this together. And that's, that's the reality. So thank you for your partnership. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, there's a link, of course, on the website. If you prefer the mail, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877 877- 942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Yes, this is Sue the Warrior in Jesus' name. I'm calling to pray for the lady who called on July 14th about having to separate herself from her parents in order to protect herself and her little boy from continuing to be abused. I understand, though I may not have suffered the exact same abuse you have, still I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, I bring this dear lady and her son to your throne of mercy and everlasting love and kindness. Wrap her in your strong arms and bless her as she strives to forgive and go through the process of dissipating her bitterness, anger, and resentment toward her parents, especially her mother. Help her each day as thoughts come up to surrender to you and acknowledge your will for her to forgive and to trust and trust herself to you. For you say, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Help her rebuild her life on your everlasting truth of love and forgiveness. Keep her from falling into another oppressive relationship. Thank you for your sacrifice for her and her parents. As she goes through her days caring for her son and herself. Help her establish her home as a safe place for herself and her son where abuse is not allowed. Please strengthen her and keep her from feeling guilty for establishing your loving kindness and truth for herself and her son in her life. Help her to know that life and peace come from you and resentment, hurt, oppression, and abuse do not come from you. Strengthen her to set healthy boundaries against lies and unhealthy relationships. Help her find good friends who understand how she must guard herself and her son from evil and reject close relationships with people whose motives are to dominate and hurt in order to feel powerful. Help her keep her mind on scripture that tell of your loving kindness for her. Strengthen her with your truth that you never force yourself on anyone. You are gentle, pure, open to discussion, and willing to yield, as you say in James 3.17. Thank you that your wisdom is full of good deeds and kindness, free from deceit and selfish domination. Help her to sow seeds of peace and right I just wanted to um, reach out to Elias. And there's a little boy that called and wanted to pray for Jasper. And I just want to tell you, Elias, that you bless my soul. And I'm sure that the Lord, God Almighty, smiles when you left the message for all of us to hear what a great person you are. I I hope that you call again and that you continue to bless us. But I just wanted to say to you, 
Elias, that your name is means my God is Jehovah. And in Latin, your name is Elias. And according to the books of Kings in the Hebrew Bible, uh, your name was a prophet and a miracle worker who lived in the northern king of Israel, kingdom of Israel, during the reign of King Ahab. Thank you so much for calling, and I hope to listen to you again. And may the Lord bless you and keep you, you and your family. This is Angel from California. And I also wanted to say to Suzanne in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that I'm praying for you, my sister, for your financial and medical bills. And I'm thanking you for the privilege to allow us to be part of your journey. Blessings to you, my sister. Donna from Southern California, and you're a first-time caller. And I want to pray for you real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Donna. You know everything about her because you made her. Hey, everybody. It's Margot from Australia in the beautiful Liberia. I haven't called in a while, but I want to share a quick testimony. I'm going to try and summarize it quickly. So I've left Australia about seven months ago. I've mentioned before the grief has been quite intense. I left my adult children, so I've been really suffering with empty nest syndrome and at the same time suffering from moving to Africa syndrome. Yes, that's right, it's a thing, I named it. Um, the grief, yeah, it began to overwhelm me. I got really unhappy and I got quite depressed and I actually started to resent God for bringing me here. Yeah, I know, a missionary, angry at God for bringing her to the mission field where she wanted to come in the first place. Anyway, let's just say I'm human. I didn't know it was going to be so hard. Anyway, day of the long walk, I was struggling. I did make myself do the walk and I did ask the Lord to speak to me and he did speak to me and this is what he said. He said, Margot, I love you. You are wallowing in self-pity. And after I got over my initial indignance, I said, yes, Lord, you are right. And I made a decision to stop. And I made a decision to be thankful even when I didn't feel it. So since the day of the long walk, I get up every day and even if I don't feel like it, I say, thank you, Lord, that you brought me here to Liberia. And I thank him for all the many blessings in my life. And since that day, little by little, joy is starting to return. I'm so grateful for, to God for pulling me up that day and saying, come on, girl, get your act together. This is a real lesson for me in thankfulness and also a lesson in fake it till you make it. Even if you don't have the feelings that you know you're supposed to have, say the words. Say what you know is good and right and correct, and the feelings will come. Gotta go. Love you all. Bye. Hello, my dear brothers and sisters. Uh, this is Stan from Maryland, and uh, I haven't called in for, for quite a while. But I was listening to the message today, July 18th, and I heard Donna from Southern California, her, her pain, her hopelessness, and just her reaching out to uh, hear somebody say that she is loved. So Donna, I'm calling because the Lord has impressed on my heart uh, to pray for you 
and to encourage you. Uh, I've been walking a journey for quite a while where it didn't seem like there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that at this time, though it doesn't seem so, the Lord will move his hand on your behalf. Lord God, I pray for Donna that you would put peace in her heart, that she would see how great and magnificent you are and how you are able to fill her with the faith and the spiritual awareness that she needs, Lord God. Lord God, also embrace her daughter. Uh, the solution, I don't know what the solution is, Lord, only you do. But Donna is struggling financially to provide for her daughter and herself, and that just can't continue. So I pray that you would show your way to Donna. I pray that you would love on her daughter, and I pray that you would intervene in this situation. In Jesus' name, amen.